Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? It's Saturday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for a serving of Gaming Gumbo brought to you by Ready Check Radio. We're doing the show live as we always are, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, consider heading down to the website there, readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O. Upper right-hand corner, you'll find all the socials, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Give us a follow, give us a like, turn on those notifications, tell all your friends. That's what keeps us doing this. That's the best way to show support if you like us doing these types of things. Of course, this week... We're going to talk a little bit about E3. We had kind of day one and day 0.5 yesterday uh, of E3 kickoff. So we've got some of that stuff. Of course, we'll continue with the bulk of our E3 content on next week's show, considering that we still have two more, 2.5-ish more days of E3 to go. But we also had Summer Game Fest kickoff, which is all weird in its own right when you think about it. And we're going to run all of that down, give you our impressions on a lot of the key marquee title uh, announcements and, of course, some of the stuff that we just personally liked ourselves. Joining me to go over all of it, Mr. Jason Winter, how are you, sir? So I want to set people's expectations correctly here just okay. before we get started. Fair enough, fair enough. So, so I looked over, like, the top 50 highest grossing video games of all time, so I found a list on Wikipedia. Like IPs or individual games? Individual games. And I found that I played, like, eight of them. Okay. So as so we go through today, you're batting almost twenty percent. As we go through today, and Mike introduces a game, I was like, "Jason, this is a huge game. It's going to be enormous. It's the greatest thing ever. You going <laughs> to play it?" And I go, "No, I don't want you to be surprised by that." Yeah, that's that's how I roll. Yeah, you're like a one for five guy almost. Like not even. You're just barely under one one for five. So, well, all right, we'll see. We'll see. There were some big announcements, and there were some, I think, some disappointments on my front. We'll get to all of that. Uh, also on the line, uh, the resident cat of Ready Check, I mean, the resident <laughs> artist of Ready Check Radio, Yod. How are you, my friend? Hey, everybody. Doing all right over here. I, I'm actually wondering, with summer games, and then on top of that, E3, I mean, does E3 actually have anything to do anymore since they're already doing summer games with, you know, announcing things and things and yeah, everything? it's very it's, weird. It's, it's like, like kind of redundant. At this point, yeah, we don't need to belabor our Jeff Keeley uh, um, thoughts. Uh, he's, he's like I said, he's a guy I have tremendous respect for as far as what he does for gaming, but I just hate watching him host things. Uh, yes, yeah, and Summer Game Fest is definitely something I I like, you know. Uh, and this year, I think they did even better than last year. Uh, in arguably, and I'm sure we'll get to this. I think they did a much better day one for them than E3 did for for them. Um, and that's even without the Elden Ring trailer. <laughs> like, obviously, the Elden Ring trailer probably pushed Summer Game Fest up and over E3 day one. But just even without that, I, I think they did better. But it is kind of weird. Like, if you don't follow this stuff very closely, you it's almost impossible to understand what the hell Summer Game Fest is compared to E3, they're both running like simultaneously, but hand in hand. And it, it's very bizarre. Like you, you would be forgiven if you don't follow this from like a press standpoint for thinking that Summer Game Fest is just like the name of E3's kickoff. Like that, yeah, that was thinking at first when I was looking at the uh, show notes, I, I was thinking that exactly. It's like, is this like the beginning of E three, or, or is it yeah. a lead in, or no? It's no, a totally no, it's different completely thing. different. Yeah, yeah it's runs, completely different. That runs concurrently with E three. Oh, and then it doesn't help that IGN Summer of Games is running at the same time, and they've got right? their big streams and announcement for the Summer of Games, not to be confused with the Summer Game Fest, not to be confused with. E3 proper. Yeah. I don't even bother telling my part. I just watch trailers just, and stuff. That's just watch matters. them all. So I guess we'll start there since that kind of did go first earlier this uh, or late this week, just a couple of days ago. 
Uh, Summer Game Fest hosted by Jeff Keeley. Of course, I think we have to we have to start off with the Elden Ring trailer, right? I mean, I honestly, so, yeah. I didn't expect um, Elden Ring to do something that they did. We'll talk a little bit later. I think they didn't have to. Uh, but, yeah, this was kind of the coup-like grab, I think, for Jeff Keeley to snag this announcement. Yeah, we're going to see... More on the game in E3 when Bandai Namco takes this, you know, virtual stage. Uh, we're we're guessing from what we've been told that we're going to see a little bit more and some more information on this. But if you've been waiting for Elden Three, who Elden Ring, who has basically been silent since 2018, 2019 ish, but you like the the whole Dark Souls creator working with G, uh, George R R Martin and here we go and multiplayer and all of that you finally got a trailer before we get to what i think they really didn't have to do and i'm kind of curious why they did let's talk about the trailer itself uh jason no doubt lord of the rings influences it is fantasy based so you don't think so just 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 a little bit why just because it's fantasy no, just the flair of it. Yeah, I, I'm going with more the flair too. I'm I'm not one of those Aragorn guys that slicing like slicing open demons and like ripping their hearts out or whatever. I, it's, I don't more, it's more, the, it's it's more stylizing of the armor and the weapons and the monsters and stuff. It, it's got a certain flair to it that that kind of lends itself a little bit to Lord of the Rings style. Yeah, I'm not one of those guys, by the way, that is like all fantasy comes from J.R.R. Tolkien. Like, it's all right. the same. Like, no. To me, there are differences between the Lord of the Rings and the Shannara series, even though many people would say those are literally like Sword of Shannara is an exact copy. But uh, I just couldn't help but be like, oh, wow, that almost looks like a ring wraith. Like, that almost looks like just the, as you're saying, kind of like the art style. I right. do like it. That is not to impugn it in any way. I think it looks gorgeous. I think it absolutely looks gorgeous. But is this something you were even remotely interested in, Jason? I don't you're not really a Dark Souls guy, so as much as you may like a, a, a compelling or a strong fantasy narrative and the look of the game, I don't know if the game itself is your cup of tea. Yeah, I'm you're right. I'm not a Dark Souls guy. I don't even like watching Dark Souls games like like I watch someone get killed. I don't like watching someone get killed eighteen times by a boss. Do it over and over. But it's a thing people like. I get that, and that's totally cool. Just between between that and being George R. R. Martin means it's just not. It's, the combination just makes people go. Mm. Is is oh okay? So you're not even a fan of like Game of Thrones or or any. Oh, of I was <laughs> back when the books came. Was. Back when there were books. <laughs> when they back back when they were books. Well, Mad Martha, I'm glad you think it does look like Dark Souls. I mean, that is kind of it better. Yeah, that was my thought. Yeah, it yeah, it's more like. Heidi Taka, Mizzy, uh, Miyazaki involved with George R.R. R. Martin. And it is going to be that style of game, except there's multiplayer component, uh, co-op type component. We don't know exactly how that's going to work. Dark Souls has experimented with that type of like running by the souls of other players and stuff. We'll see. But what they did put on the end of the trailer, Jason and I had a, a little friendly debate, and Jason put a poll up about this too, is that they did put a release date on it. January yes. 21st, 2022 for both the current gen and last gen console versions of the game and a digital PC version of the game. So don't look for, doesn't seem like we're gonna get any like collector's box or anything for PC players, but whatever. Um, one, I don't think they had to uh to put that date i they have been radio silent like they have not engaged in the cyberpunk mentality right where it's just they are at every event they are just beating it down your throat at every well, single been event for a while. little <laughs> event right well true yeah, just, but there is that <laughs> but true but there were ones that elden ring was expected to hey we'll probably see something there and then we heard nothing uh so i kind of thought Looking at it when I saw the date, the first thing I told Jason was, ah, the, the same month Forspoken is supposed to come out from Square Enix. So we got some two big marquee unknown IP fantasy franchises that are going to kind of square off in January. Uh, I wonder and I wonder if either will be delayed, but I would think that it would be Forspoken that would be delayed. I kind of looked at Elden Ring as probably not likely to be delayed. 
only because I they had no pressure to put a date on this trailer, much less the ultra-specific one they did. They've been silent for so long, I think they could have gotten away with 2022. And nobody would have nobody would have blinked an eye, been upset or anything. They just would have been happy to see it. To put that date on it, I think they're pumped, primed, ready. But Jason, you feel that it's probably going to be delayed. Now you say they're not cyberpunk. But <laughs> no, I said they haven't engaged in the cyberpunk hype style. Well, sure, sure. But the, the the thing is, yeah. What what was CDPR? CDPR was Witcher Three, which everybody absolutely loved. Greatest game ever. Second greatest games ever are the Souls. Isn't games. that a Tolkien game? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the impression a lot of people have, and I think they might be in the same trap of we're awesome. We're from software. We made these incredible games. We can absolutely nail this release date, just like CDPR did. And I think they're going to find they're, they're a little too deep in it. Just, just so you know, by the way, only twenty nine point six percent of people on my survey on my poll thought they would launch on time. So less 70% than seventy percent think three, it'll be delayed. Yeah. A lot of yeah, what, what was the range, though? Because you gave some ranges for people to choose from. Okay. It wasn't just a binary actually, late or not. They're actually pretty close. 29.6 on time, 25.9 less than three months, and then 22.2, three to six months, 22.2 greater than six. Wow. So, so this is like, even all so this is like a 40-40-20 thing going on. Less than six months, greater than six months, not delayed at all, 40-40-20. Huh. No, not I mean, delayed at all. It's 30... 30, 25, 20, 20, something like that. Wow. I'm surprised by that. What do you think, Yod? I, I kind of want to say that because it's such a specific date. It's not like, you know, first quarter 2020 or fall 20 or four, first quarter 2022 or fall 2022 or Cyberpunk you know, had a date too. Yeah. It had multiple dates. It also had multiple amounts of um, advertisement. Um, it, it, they, they were very, very optimistic. I think because of that, though, in reaction to that, a lot of companies have pulled back a little bit until they actually feel like they're ready. And if they are this confident to actually, you know, have this long length of silence. Now, mind you, once again, we haven't had that many events in the past couple of years for them to promote at. But I mean, I didn't even know this game existed until, you know, I looked at the show notes. And I was like, what the heck is this? Wow, you you're like one of four people on the planet. Yeah. I think. That... Well, I mean, I mean, I might have, I might have I will... heard of it back in the, you know, when it was announced or whatever. Yeah. But because they had been so silent and so underneath the radar, hopefully working on things, that's what I would assume. We'll see. Yeah, that they feel now that they are ready to, you know, rock and roll. Uh, definitely Except one no, I'm interested both. in. Definitely one I'm interested oh, yeah. in. Jason, probably not with the, the Dark Souls gameplay, I would imagine. Uh, Yod, what about you? I know you, you dabble in the Demon Souls, Dark Souls thing. You're not like hardcore dabble, about it. Yeah. But... it. It does look very interesting. It, it's something I might check out eventually, not like a day one purchase, but I, I, I will you know keep my finger to the pulse on that one, I think. I'm a little disappointed that it at some point did not just become a next-gen title that does mean that we're to me that we're going to see a little bit of a compromise tech wise uh just to accommodate i i understand i mean it started development years ago so i get it but uh we'll, well, see. we'll see i think the availability on next or current oh, gen definitely. consoles are probably putting a hindrance on a lot of games too yeah no doubt because if there's no console for people to buy there's you know no way for them to play it <laughs> Uh, one of the leaks we saw last week uh, is true, and we talked about it a little bit. There is a Borderlands spinoff game called Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, scheduled for early next year. Still very cel-shaded in the Borderlands style, but more in a uh, a fantasy. Uh, so this was by Tolkien too. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. Like Tolkien just <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He just keeps writing from the grave. Uh, but you were Tiny Tina, she was an elf. Yeah, she was. Oh, she totally was. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. It's Legolas's sister, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I yeah, don't know yeah. my lore <laughs> as as well as Jason does, but, I mean, Jason, correct uh, me. That, that's correct. That's, that's correct. correct? Okay, cool. The, so a little more fantasy elements. Uh, and then we did see this today at E3 as well when uh, Gearbox did their presentation. Um, we didn't see anything new. 
we saw the same trailer that Summer Game Fest, and then like two or three minutes with one of the lead people behind the project just saying, hey, you know, we hope you'll like it. And kind of pointing out that, yeah, we've done this with an in-game Borderlands event in a fantasy setting, dragons and that type of things, but this is gonna be a whole fantasy-based game. And you don't have to be a fan of Borderlands to be able to pick this one up and, and understand it and have a good time. Uh, not one that I am personally looking all that forward to. Uh, I have kind of grown, grown bored with Borderlands over the years. Love the first one. You know me and grabber stabbers, looter shooters, whatever you want to call them. I did give Jason Winter trademark credit on Twitter today for saying grabber stabber. But Borderlands has kind of like lost me over the years. Two was good. And then I had the, all the different expansions and add-ons and DLC. And then three, I like barely bought. I think I waited till it was like on sale and was like, all right, I'll check it out. And uh, while I do like the idea of the, something like this in the fantasy setting, the characters just aren't as compelling for me anymore personally. This one, I kind of feel like you do, Yod. Maybe I'll pick it up a few months down the road, yeah. catch it on sale, pick it up as the Epic Game Store freebie or the PlayStation Plus subscription freebie. But right. this one, I don't think is going to be for me unless when it comes out, the reviews are just like, this is something way different. You got to check it out. What'd you think, Jason? Uh, Fantasy Borderlands. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like Borderlands, you, you'll probably like it. Yeah. Uh, it's... Jace, grabber-stabber is an official term here. Uh, that yes, refers yes. to a looter-shooter that is more melee. So think Godfall. That would be a grabber-stabber. St st stabber, grabber. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Grabber comes first. It's yeah, looter. grabber. Looter-shooter, grab, grabber-stabber. Grab grab stab. yeah. <laughs> I get a little confused on that, I'll, I'll admit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yod, where where are you? Are you a Borderlands dude? Do you, do you uh, like Borderlands? I... I I played two in the Handsome Collection when it was free on PSN. I, I didn't really get into it. I, I know our streamer, uh, Faye, is really into this stuff, so I'm sure she'll pick it up and stream it when it comes out. But, yeah, it, it's it's one of those where I'll probably check it out on someone else's stream, and maybe when it's free, I'll play it. Yeah, and keep in mind, we're, I mean, this is early next year that it's coming out. The three of us are looking at a trailer. Right now, right. right? That's I mean, the other thing. Is, that's we don't know all. What the gameplay's like, right? If it's, yeah. you know, is it going to be just Borderlands in a fantasy setting? Well, then, okay, that kind of just feels like God. You just m keep milking that dead horse there. But if you, <laughs> but if it's something a little different, then maybe I change my mind on it. You know, we're kind of making a lot of assumptions right now. So, sorry about uh, that. We just got a trailer. That's it. Here's the question. Yeah. Is it going to be exclusive to Epic Game Store? Ooh. Yeah, that's it. You asked this last week, uh, and I said probably not, only because oh. it isn't like a marquee Borderlands title where they can, you know, I, if you're Epic, I don't know why you buy this one because, you know, Randy is... 140 million or whatever it was. Right. Randy's <laughs> not going to want to settle for far less, far, far less than he did for Borderlands 3, but there's no reason for Epic to offer, you know, a huge amount of money for it. So I, I don't think so on this one. Do you, do you think maybe they do it? I think there's a chance, but I kind of agree with you that it's probably not. I, I kind of hope they don't. <laughs> well, everyone hopes they don't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> why, why would anybody go exclusive on the game store? Money. 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 <laughs> Money. That's Money. it. Uh, other notables from the Summer Game Fest. We saw the final confirmation, or the, the initial confirmation, I should say, that Lost Ark, the ARPG by Smilegate that's been in Korea for, I don't know, 40 years now, something like that, 40, 45 years. Uh, it's been running over in Korea. Is going to finally come west. Jason, this is a, was a no shock for, for you and I. Amazon announced last year that they were going to be doing a partnership to publish something that Smilegate was doing. We all immediately, I mean, Jason and I covering free-to-play games over on MMOBomb.com. Go follow, go follow. Uh, it was like, yeah, well, the only thing in Smilegate's portfolio that a company as big as Amazon is going to be even remotely interested in publishing is Lost Ark. And Crossfire. Yeah. Yeah, Crossfire. which technically is huge. But oh, Crossfire is huge. Never been in, in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we got official confirmation trailer. Technical alpha actually going on right now. Sorry, 
We are all out of giveaway keys on MMOBomb.com. We had 10,000. We gave them away in less than 24 hours. We are trying to secure more, but the technical alpha only runs to the 16th, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get some more keys if you want to check it out. I can't show you any footage that I've gathered. It's all under NDA. We're not even allowed to keep any footage, so I haven't recorded anything. If you like ARPGs, if you like into Diablo 3, if you're, you're into uh, Path of Exile, if you're into Torchlight, I could just tell you that Lost Ark is definitely one you're going to want to keep an eye on. Um, it is a very, it is a little darker than, than some of them. Uh, I played through the Dark tech alpha. Yeah. <laughs> I played through the tech alpha uh, opening sequence today. Uh, it's very impressive graphically, musically, controlling wise. It is a lot of fun. We don't know a lot about how it's going to be monetized here in the West. That's still coming. But I'm happy to finally see it over here. This is one that I will jump into unless it's just something egregious as far as monetization. If they just follow the Path of Exile model, I think the game's going to do wonderfully for Amazon, Yad. Yeah, I, I checked out the... Uh, I looked it up and checked out a trailer for it. Um, and it, it is very pretty. I, I do like the art style on it. It's got a very interesting style going on there. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. I'm I'm kind of curious about the monetization and what they're gonna do with that. Um, since obviously the Asian market monetization is a lot different from what we deal with over here, what they're willing to pay as opposed to what we're willing to pay and all that stuff. So yeah, I think I'm gonna wait and see on this one. We do have Zach Sharps over at MMOBomb.com too, saying that you know, he's looked at that. He did a first look video on the Korean version. It's on MMOBomb. Uh, for, it's from 2018, so some stuff has certainly changed. But if you want to get a flavor for the actual gameplay, you can check that first look video out. Lost Ark, uh, first look gameplay, MMOBomb. And uh, from his perspective, Jason, the monetization, he had no problem with. He said, you're going to be fine. So... Hopefully, if that's the case in the East, they don't just screw it up coming West. <laughs> we have to hope that their other game does well enough they don't feel like they need to put the squeeze on people. That is a concern, too. That is a valid, valid concern. Um, <laughs> not, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, and very briefly, I guess we'll mention here in day two of Summer Games, uh, Summer Game Fest, they did have basically the only thing besides some like indie panels and things was a, a new world deep dive for Amazon's actually developed MMORPG July 20th for closed beta <sighs> August 31st for launch uh, hopefully like maybe speaking of things that have had dates um, <laughs> this has had a number of dates we'll see uh, the interview Jeff Keeley did I thought it was kind of cool that Jeff Keighley like asked the pay to win question because that is something that <laughs> happened with the testing and the cash shop and, and then they had to kind of back off but they they kind of gave the same answer in person that they did in writing that people weren't and including myself weren't happy with which was like when we launch it will be cosmetics only when they launch oh, exactly so why why is launch? that qualifier on there yeah <laughs> <laughs> what happens later <laughs> why does that statement need a qualifier and jeff didn't push the issue at all i mean uh, kudos for asking the question but uh we shall really see yeah i think jason that's a that's a very very good point you know it depends maybe what happens with lost ark depends on what happens with new world uh additionally on the free-to-play front we are getting a new battle royale mr winter and i'm sure oh, this one every this, this one's gonna make everybody happy huh uh, the other thing is, I actually kind of like the look of it. I know you do. That's why I, I keep know, jabbing I you with it. <laughs> For Vampire the Masquerade, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is the battle royale based on the White Wolf RPG, and yeah, you run around and kill other vampires. That's the whole point of it, I guess. Which is exactly what exactly what the the hardcore role players want, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's exactly everybody that's sitting there waiting for Bloodlines 2 to come out wanted to just sate that bloodlust appetite until <laughs> until Bloodlines 2 came out. It was like, oh, for give me... For another three or four years. Yeah, yeah. Give me a Vampire the Masquerade MMO, or a uh, Battle Royale. 
this one is just really odd to me. And I know Jason, like the more you watch it a little bit, you're like, ah, I, you know what? I think I'm going to give that a whirl. I will give this one a whirl just because I like to support all things, you know, Vampire the Masquerade. That doesn't mean I'm going to be giving it any money. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. I, I am like, <laughs> I'm not as bad as Big Boy Glitch in chat who is like, this is what the fuck? Just <laughs> no, just no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with Glitch over there. I, are you? Glitch. You're no, that far? No, just, yeah, no. just no. No, for one, I don't like Vampire the Masquerade. But two, oh, no. <laughs> I love Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, love see, it. see, even Q, even Q says Glitch is right. No. Well, no. Because, because Q likes that stuff. Someone who doesn't like it should be more into it. <laughs> I love Vampire the Masquerade. I love oh, it. It's one of my favorite no. franchises. And, I don't uh, love it. I've played it. I'm oh, like, it's all right. It's I, love all right. It. I love it. It's like top five. Top five franchises for me. Um, if we're like counting tabletop gaming too, and uh, yeah, as a video game, it's by itself. No, I got to include the tabletop stuff there. It's, as a battle we'll royale, though, like I'm not, I'm not as yeah, Frey. I it's not going to be anything like Nosgoth. Uh, it's going to be you know Nosgoth yeah. with that competitive team v team, TV uh, yeah. PVP thing. Uh, this is straight. It sounds like it in out. the sense that it's a vampire thing that the, the fans don't want. So that, that's yeah, why, that's <laughs> right, yeah. right. I didn't. Uh, that's that's the thing I said to Jason. The thing that makes me halt on just being like, no, why did you do this to my franchise? Is the fact that I had that reaction to Nosgoth being a Blood Omen uh, mega fan and Soul Reaver. Like oh, I love that Mark series. Off. And then when Nosgoth came out, uh, I was like, no. No, this is not what we wanted. Not what we wanted. Don't do this. Don't do this. And then Jason and I played it a few times for like first looks and bomb lives and stuff like that. And I'm kind of like, shit, this is actually pretty fun. <laughs> this, this is actually pretty good. Like it's still not what I wanted, but I'm okay with it. So I learned my lesson there. Okay. So I, I am not happy that we are getting Blood Hunt a battle royale, but I will try it. I will try it. And Final Fantasy is a much better Battle Royale IP, says Tarkov. If, oh, if you want his thoughts, go watch Thursday's Relic uh, Grind, where we had that exact discussion, which of the two is the worst Battle Royale IP. Jurassic World Evolution 2. I didn't know Evolution 1 did well enough to warrant a sequel. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of Evolution 1, building your own Jurassic Park and stuff, but it was pretty limited, so uh, okay, we're getting one. Uh, Evil I Dead. I didn't even know there was one. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's, you want to build? It's SimCity Jurassic Park. Is, oh, is yeah. Okay. It yeah. It's SimCity. I kind of like the look of it. I never did pull the trigger on it, but I thought it looked pretty neat. And some at least it, moderately interested. In it. Yeah. The only problem with it was it was limited. It was super, yeah. super limited uh, as far as what you could do. I want to see that opened up. I'm glad they get the opportunity to do it. We'll see though. Uh, also, right. we got Evil Dead, the game. Yes. With. The man himself as well, Mr. Bruce Campbell. This looks, looks very, amazing. yeah, this looks very like Dead by Daylight, 4v1. A little bit, yeah. With yeah, some I'm, PvE I'm type monsters on the battlefield. Right. I'm wondering if it is totally PvE or if there's a PvP stage where you can play the Deadites or what's going on with that one. Um, but I will I say the wait character models here are a little off. For my tastes, like when you see They're that stylized. camera shot of Ash and the the rest behind him walking forward, you're like, wow, that's just like barely Bruce Campbell. That's just like they're, they're, barely they're Bruce Campbell. Just, I think, just a bit yeah. further than it, normal. To be fair, which it is fine. It takes a lot of polygons to render Bruce Campbell's chin. It does. It, does. it, does. That, it is that a chin mega chin. Kind of <laughs> it is a mega chin. It is a chin to, uh, of envy, to be so yes. to be sure. To be Definitely. sure. I did like his voiceover for this, Jason. Oh, yeah. Where oh, he's yeah. talking about, like, you can control the bad guys, and he's like, but only a dick would do that. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I voice anything for me. Right? Yeah, just just talk. Just Amazing, talk. yeah. Uh, Yod, you are very excited by this. I am. I am. I, I want to get my hands on this game. The, and, I mean, rarely these days am I picking anything up day one, especially with patches and stuff, but this might be something I would I, I, I will have to pick up day one. Q's absolutely right, too, by the way. This is, like, on point with the IP. This is not mm -hmm. Vampire the Masquerade making a battle royale. 
this is Evil Dead making a "Hey, you four, try to survive the night" right. type deal. Right. Um, this is Evil Dead making Evil Dead the game. <laughs> I'm almost glad, Jason, that this is getting its own shot as a game and not as like a Dead by Daylight cross promotion, uh, where you get the yeah. skins and stuff like they've done with Resident Evil and and things like that. Is it, is it is that the new thing now? Is it just like all fantasy is talking all horrors now? Dead by Daylight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Tolkien influenced this though. <laughs> uh, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean these these things do you know they the do kind of the dead there were there were skeleton undead skeleton type exactly yep. Yep. yeah it, it was, was undead. obviously Nazgul. Uh the rest of summer games like obviously we can't go through all of it just wanted to hit some of the high notes I will say one of the personal high notes for me was the uh, new tales I I gotta come on come on if you don't play the tales series and you're into RPGs. Go do yourself a favor and pick up one. This is Tales from uh, Tales of Arise, so the new in the Tales series. There, I absolutely love this RPG franchise. Have for a long time, very near and dear to my heart. Some of them are misses, I will admit. I mean, you have the same thing with like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest as well, uh, but some of them are misses. September 10th, so we don't have that much longer to wait. Got a nice little trailer. Pre-order stuff is up now. This is absolutely a day one buy for me. So this was probably like, if I have to look at everything and say like, which thing was, am I the most looking forward to? Not that necessarily Summer Game Fest hyped me the most for, but out of the entire lineup, which title am I looking forward to most? It's probably this one with Elden right, right. Ring behind it by a little bit. And then probably Evil Dead coming in third there. Uh, everything else kind of falls a little for me. Uh, are either of you Tales players? No. No, not me. No. I never done like Berseria or Zillia or any of it. Wow. Uncultured yeah, heathens. Jason, how have you I've not played this? J.R.R. Tolkien wrote, wrote the stories <laughs> for all of them. I stopped playing JRPGs in roughly 1994. Oh, uh, you would like the Tales series, wow. though. It's not turn-based. I know you're not a huge fan of turn-based. You know, the no, newer no. ones have not been turn-based. Hmm. So you can get the the action combat in there. There are still some that they dabble in turn-based, but not all of them. Not all of them. Uh, this this is a day one. Absolutely. This is a pre-order for me. Uh, and there are very few games that I pre-order anymore. But this is definitely one of them. Jason, what was kind of like your Jason Winters game-in show? from the uh, Summer Game Fest? Uh, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot more there than the stuff we've talked about already, but I also watched the, uh, the Koch Media and the IGN stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched both of those, and I found a few things from there that I thought looked kind of cool. One, the, one of them was called Steel Rising. This is by a public developer called Spiders, which made, what did they make? They made Greedfall. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Just, Greedfall just, was a tremendous game. Yeah, let me just read the line to you. The, the, the first line in the, in the Steam description of this game, Steel Rising. King Louis XVI's automata army is terrorizing the citizens of Paris. That is a, that is a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure you've already pre-ordered the collector's edition just based on that sentence alone. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that alone just sounds like cool. So yeah, I watched the trailer. It's very cool. Got a lot of, lot of robots in France and... Like Excellent. King Louis and his damn robots. We got to take them yep. out. We got to take them out. What oh, else? When you send, send the French king to the guillotine and chop off his head, he still keeps going. He's yeah. a robot. <laughs> you're like, get wires and you're like, what is going on? What else? Uh, there was another game that they showed off, uh, Koch Media did, called uh, uh, Was Which one was it? It was, uh, I got notes here. Scars Above, which is like a. a it's, it's, do, you remember, uh, do you remember Pagan Online? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember that thing, that, that ARPG that was developed or developed by somebody and published by Wargaming? Yeah. This is by the same developer, actually, but it's like a it's a 3D kind of exploration kind of horror game. It's kind of sci-fi horror. It's kind of like a Mass Effect with a little more horror thrown in. Mm. And maybe not as much shooting, like just a single character, but going around on an alien planet, finding stuff. But it looked pretty cool. Just the, it's like a seven or eight minute gameplay wedge of it. And it, it, Nifty. It looks like it's by a company that has never done a 3D game before because it looked a little janky in some ways, but 
kind of an interesting concept and just the the atmosphere of it looked really cool. Do you guys ever have like that one game that's janky as all fuck, but is one of your favorite games? Like everybody else you ever talk to, they're like, "What? That is horrible! Like it doesn't work." And you're like, "It's a great game. Shut up." It is. Like I have, I mean, for me, Final Fantasy XI is is a lot of that, right? Like the, it's obviously mm-hmm. a tremendous game. One of the most was the most profitable for a long time in the Final Fantasy franchise. But it is one that, like, if somebody watches you play, they're kind of like, what are you doing? Like, it doesn't even look like you're hitting things. And that, like, the animation, even for its time, is janky as all shit. Like, what are you doing? And you're like, shut up and hand me the chips. You know, just leave me alone. That is my game. Do you guys have that game where it doesn't matter that it's janky? You know how much bad translations in, in games and, and like like bad localization and like oh god why did the why did the Asian dev do this crap? You know how much I hate that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all. That's all over Conqueror's Blade. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> you still love that game. <laughs> you uh, have one of those longest, yards. The longest time for me it was Parasite Eve. Because the, the original yeah. one. Oh, yeah, the, the original, you know, like, the animations yeah. are like, God, even, right. like, comparing go, go, it to Resident Evil at the time. Right, go from one encounter or one screen to the next, your controller up changes. <laughs> Mad so, Martha but I still Chad, love it's the RF game. online. That's, <laughs> I can see that. Yod, did you have, like, a best-in-show here from Summer Game? Uh, or from uh, the, any of the, obvi- like, the side fests? Obviously Resident Evil. I mean, not Resident Evil, um, Evil, uh, Evil Dead. Oh... Sorry, I, I got a little Resident get, Evil on the You're going to get with hit the, with the uh, boomstick after. <laughs> yeah. Over that. Over that. Goblin, we're not announcement. there yet. Don't spoil that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get to uh, E3 day one today. Still have, uh, you know, tomorrow seems to be like the marquee day. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as who's going to be presenting, that's where we have the Xbox right. and Bethesda show, the Square Enix show, a few other big marquee names. So that we'll do that next week on next week's show. We'll wrap up days two, three, and uh, we'll probably have some stuff from day four with Nintendo being on day four on next week's show. But in day one today, we had a couple big hitters as far as the studios behind them, Ubisoft, which for I'm still boggled why you have Ubisoft. Oh, particularly now that I've seen their show, I'm still boggled why you had Ubisoft open E3. It wasn't like they they had something to set the world on fire. I know there's one trailer that maybe people from the ESA, ESA while planning E3 were like, that's the reveal, baby. I don't think it was, uh, but we'll get to it in a second. From Ubisoft, we saw... Excuse me. Uh, we saw Rainbow Six Extraction. So this is kind of a um, three v- or three-person co-op PVE experience. This is for those of you that remember uh, Rainbow Six Outbreak. This is that they renamed it because you know worldwide pandemic. Probably not oh. wise to be releasing a mm. game called Outbreak. Uh, so this is that. It's also a take on a mode that used to be in Rainbow Six. I think it was a limited time mode or what, uh, Siege uh, or whatever, if I remember correctly. But very hunting down aliens, try to use stealth, PvE play instead of the traditional Rainbow Six Siege PvP play. I think it looks interesting. I think it looks fun. I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly how this squares off with almost the identical same stuff going on with Aliens Fire Team. If you've forgotten about that, that's coming soon too. That is a three-person squad co-op PvE game, except it actually has the official Alien IP behind it. So I think watching these two games kind of duke it out. I did tweet out that, you know what? I haven't looked forward to a Rainbow Six game since probably Rainbow Six Vegas 2. Um, (laughs) So it is nice to look at this and go, you know what? I would try that. I would try that. I don't count the division, by the way, when I'm thinking of the Rainbow Six series. Um, right, they're two different things. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. I did kind of like this. That I was like, you know what? I can get behind this. This isn't another gray military shooter uh, with a Rainbow Six slapped onto it. Maybe it'll be worth checking out. Jason, were you uh, were you a fan at all? Yeah, I could kind of see myself getting into it, but I, I kind of agree with 
other people. I think it was you who were saying maybe not for sixty dollars, or was that? Yeah, that was that was me and a couple of people on Twitter. Yeah, that were saying like, eh, you're going up against alien fire anyway. teams, and unless you have a ton of stuff in this game that I'm just not seeing, Ubisoft probably do. Sixty dollars, I think, is a bit of a tough sell. But you question too at this point: what is a bigger video game franchise, Rainbow Six or Aliens? Yeah, I mean, arguably so, neither. You know, in Rainbow Six, as far as the PVE side is is very very big like siege sure. siege is huge uh but when you talk about pve side neither one of them really has an effective presence on uh, on that side of the fence right now arguably alien isolation did some good things for alien for a little bit uh but that was it yeah are you are you interested goes, i i want to do a show where all three of us play this and do oh, yeah. one where yes. we play alien I'm, I'm all for it alien fire team as well like yeah we yeah, actually I'm do a gaming gumbo yeah. while we do oh, yeah. that if you if yeah, you'd like I, that I'm... let us know in the comments below and also give me 60 dollars i can afford the game right <laughs> <laughs> yeah six, 60 is a bit i love you much. Mike, not, come not, on not, over not, ready tech radio hit that sub button hit that sub button bye jason it's copy. It, it 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 does it does look very interesting, and I think it will depend on when it's coming out. Because, like you said, Alien Fire Team is very similar with three person setup and all that. The storyline seems rather interesting. Um, I I do like the trailer they presented, and the the fact that it isn't just straight up military. A little bit of sci fi going on there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm Jeff. Definitely checking out Aliens Fireteam just because it's the fucking oh, yeah. Aliens IP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. this does, you know, okay. And it's not. We don't have long to wait for this one either. September as well. So. Right. I think as far as IPs go, Aliens have it a little bigger because of the movies and all that. Rainbow Six. It's been a minute since most people have, yeah. you know, thought about it. So. Uh. Ubisoft also dropped Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So if you like the original Mario and Rabbids, you're going to get more of that uh, tactical gameplay. I will say as much as I thought that I was going to like this game when it came out, uh, I do own the original for the Nintendo Switch. I did play it. I don't think I beat it now that I'm thinking back on it. As cute and as funny as it was and as well done as it was with its you know tactics, you know, strategy gameplay, which I do enjoy that. Uh, there was just something about it, like I kept forgetting that I was playing it. You know, I had other things to play, and I, you know, I got to go do this first look, and then when I'm done, when I want to relax, I'm like, eh, let's play this, and just I kept forgetting, and um, so I kept having to keep kept catching up. As as great as I love this series, I think it's a fantastic series. I'm probably not gonna buy this one initially. Um, because I know how many times I set the first one down and then forgot about it just to come back months later. And honestly, I can't remember if I've beaten it or not, which is a, a kind of horrible to say. It's, it's one of those weird things. I give the game two thumbs up as a, I'm glad everybody's getting this, but I probably won't buy it, Jason. Yeah, I, I didn't replay the first, so yeah, I'd be in the same boat. <laughs> you like tactics-based games, though, don't you? Didn't you just say like half an hour ago that I'm not into tactics-based games? No, that was Demon Souls-type games. Well, you also said that about something else, too. But anyway. No, I thought you uh, liked tactics-based games, like Final Fantasy no. Tactics or Ogre Battles or don't even get to, don't Fire get Emblems. Someday. Don't even get into me with that. Why? No. What? Oh, no. Now i got to poke the bear. What the hell's your deal with them? I, <laughs> I honestly thought they would have been... If I had to guess, like, you... I know, yeah, I talked turn base earlier, and I know he's not into that, Mad Martha. But I thought you would, that would be like the Jason Winter series of RPGs, would be those tactical type RPGs. You don't know me at all. I, I, I just said I was guessing. <laughs> no, no, they are not really. I played Wasteland 3. I really like that. But I think that's what it has to be. There's actually another one that they showed off. Um, it's an older game. It's been on early access for a couple of years. I made a note of it. What was it called? Uh, but a core keeper for something else that they showed off at the Koch thing. It looked kind of neat. It's not, it's also a tactical game, but it's also got that kind of post-futuristic, sort of apocalyptic, but funny kind of feeling that uh, Wasteland did. That might be what takes what I need to get into it. But and granted, this is also funny, whatever, not serious. But oh yeah, yeah it's one hundred percent humor. Yeah, it's just they're just not my thing. Wow, 
I would have thought if there was if if I had to bet money, I would have been like if there's RPGs he plays, they're the probably the tactical ones. I, I know I you're not so in much, this. I can make so much money off betting what Mike thinks I, I play. <laughs> <laughs> not what I think you play. What I think you might like. The big uh, the big trailer from Ubisoft was Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. Which God. okay. Uh, I'll let you gentlemen go first. Yod, what'd you think? No. Really? That <laughs> yeah. was a quick backing off. No. Yeah, Avatar, I, I never got into that. It, it, I tried watching the movie. It was kind of blah to me. So I never got into the world or anything. Uh, I, I preferred the little bald kid Avatar over the blue people. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, not, but not the movie. No, not the movie, but and I I just don't want to play a game where I'm you know plugging genitalia in an animal so I can fly or whatever. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Jason, yes, no. Yes, no. Uh, this looks like Horizon Zero Avatar to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. But, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like the movie. It was okay, but and the game looks fine. The, the trailer, whatever they showed, that looked cool enough. I don't think it's something I'm going to be super into, but maybe I'll give it a shot someday. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, I'm not, no. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the Avatar movie. I thought it was okay. Like, I'm not, you know, groundbreaking yeah. or anything, but it was a, you know, enjoyable couple of hours. You know, I like the first version of it was called Dances with Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> right. Throws some popcorn oh, Fern in. Gully. <laughs> Fern Gully. I love that movie. Uh, go ahead and eat some popcorn, watch something. I, I'm not all that gung-ho if... Cameron actually gets to produce the four sequels that he oh, says he God, wants to do. Yeah. Ubisoft did a game on Avatar uh, years ago. What was it? James Cameron's Avatar The Game, I think was the name of the game itself. We've known that they've been working on this since like 2017, too. So this wasn't a surprise pro uh, project, but it was a surprise reveal of the trailer. Uh, the, the trailer itself, I thought, looked gorgeous. But I was watching it with Torchwick, who immediately said, it's Ubisoft. Be careful. You know, this this is like 100% aliens, colonial marines type bullshit. It was like the game's nice. not going to look like that. Nice. Uh, it did look very, very pretty. Um, I don't know. Like, is it? I don't know anything about it yet. Uh, if that, it's open world thing. avatar game, then yeah, like Jason said, Horizon Zero Avatar. I don't know. Horizon is so good that I don't. The IP isn't enough to bring me over. Like Horizon is very, very good. I'll just go play Horizon. Um, avatar itself doesn't drag me to another title. Uh, I and don't I, know. I, I think they're a bit late with the IP as well, because like if tag. they did it a few years mm -hmm. ago, you know, when when the movie was all hot and stuff like that, I think they would have done. They would, it would have been a killing. Yeah, yeah, eight years ago. <laughs> how many? How many ever years ago it was? No, they did James Cameron's Avatar: The Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it would have been. You know, it would have made a killing back then. But today, I, I mean, I hear that they released the trailer for the second movie, but. I don't think it's gonna. Yeah. Wow. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. Ago. Yeah. Oh, there is yeah. a there's a sequel planned for next year though. It says. Here. Oh yeah. Right. Right. He like has, I said, I think four four planned. Planned. the trailer for that. Oh, yeah, four right. planned. Yeah. That wasn't like a that wasn't a, that wasn't a joke. That was that was yeah. serious. He yeah. has four planned. It's like casting yeah. and everything. Jeez. Um. So I think you know maybe ESA thought that this trailer was why they were gonna go first, but uh, yeah. It did look pretty. I can't take that away from them. It did look pretty. And but I want, I want to see more information, was. but I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. That No, it's just that's not me mm -hmm. on this one. Yeah. Is Beyond Good and Evil 2 just dead at this point, by the way? I mean, the last time we saw a news post on the official Beyond Good and Evil 2 site was 11 months ago now. And Yves Guillemot took it to uh, – I know he mentioned on a conference call, I think, late last year – uh, early this year that they had five big marquee titles set to for release. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil was not one of them. So it's not like I expect to see the game in 2021, 2022. But literally, like, it's just been... There is a site, an official Ubisoft site for the game. And the last news update was 11 months ago. I, is it just dead at this point? 
Maybe they just went silent running for a little while like that other game and they're, they're going to come out really big. <laughs> so you're saying I mean, in 2025, I'll get my Beyond Good and Evil 2 E3 yes. unannounced trailer avatar yes. style. Yes, for uh, for the PS4. Fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't they, wait. They've quit, they, they quit working on that so they can work on their Star Wars game. Next up, uh, Devolver Digital uh, took the stage with the Devolver, the Devolver Max Pass Plus presentation. Um, okay, so first off, let's just talk about the presentation itself briefly. Like, I have a feeling the Devolver Digital's presentations for like E3 and all that stuff, they're either absolute hits for, for somebody or absolute misses. Like they are not presentations that kind of skirt the middle. Uh, I generally think their presentations are pretty good, pretty funny and everything. I did think this one was good. I thought it went on too long. Uh, the, the joke, the, the joke of the Devolver Digital Pass Plus, you know, it, I just, I thought it went too long. Uh, but I, I do love what they do with their presentations. Some people in chat did not, and they were zing the entire thing. Some people, of course, it's always fun watching the people that don't get the joke, that, <laughs> that don't get it. That's even better. Uh, so this was probably my favorite presentation of the two days so far, the day one E3 and the Summer Game Fest. I did think it was a little long, a little long, and uh, it keep, kept beating some points. And I did tweet out that, sadly, after the presentation, I just wanted to buy Chili Dogs more than I wanted to buy any of the games that were advertised. <laughs> uh, but I had fun watching it although generally didn't get me like if if you if i didn't put show notes together i wouldn't remember what they had shown game wise they showed trek to yomi they showed um inscription uh, uh like a card based game devolver tumble time which is a mobile game the you know making fun of mobile games coming later this year uh they showed uh, demon throttle for the nintendo switch you could have bought the not non-fuckable with tape for $1,000, but they only have one of those, so congratulations whoever got that. I loved the whole presentation. The products just kind of went in one ear and out the other, and throughout the entire presentation, I was like, man, I just want a chili dog now because Nina just kept chowing down on the chili dogs. Uh, okay, if I had to guess both of you two i'm gonna say yod kind of would like this type of presentation i think jason it's probably not snarky enough for it's i would have to so let's let's go with that that'll be my my guesses jason you go first what do you think uh this one i actually skipped because i thought it would run over into the border into the uh Gearbox one, so I was just like, I'm, I'm going to take one thing off. I'm not going to watch. But I've looked at the video now and think it's half an hour long, and I'm kind of agreeing with you. Like, my God, did it really run the joke out this long? The joke keeps coming and going throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was. It like, was I'm very funny. Occasion- I, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was funny. I'm I just s- thought it was a little long. That's all. I, I'm seeing a little as I scan through. I'm seeing a little bit of games, and it's like, yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. That's not what you. But they always do not. this, right? That's like Devolver Digital's thing, and I. So, Probably why I've never Mad Martha in chat says Devolver makes better shows than games, unfortunately. And you know what? I wow. can't disagree with Bad Martha. <laughs> there are Devolver Digital games that I like, but literally, I'm not joking when I say I walked away from this in pre- presentation enjoying the presentation. Thought it was very funny. Thought it was very tongue in cheek. Couldn't remember a damn game I had seen during. But all of this, but I really wanted a chili dog. What about you, Yad? I just went through the article. I didn't watch the show itself. Um, got to the point where it's like, oh, it's another subscription service. Scanned the games and went, okay, sure. No, whatever. that's the thing. <laughs> God damn it. Well, that's kind of terrible marketing if that's how people are looking at your stuff. <laughs> oh. I mean, that, that's what it was. It was like, okay, it's another subscription no! service. No, that's the- <laughs> no, that's not what it is. <laughs> oh my god! I. L- <laughs> oh shit! Q, you failed, Yod. <laughs> yes, I did. 
<laughs> that, that's what I thought at the time. Because I was like, okay, what's this? We'll, we'll click on the link and went through it. And it was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had just said how funny it is to watch when people don't get it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's tremendous. We just stop right there. Like, <laughs> we just, we're done with Devolver Digital. <laughs> Gearbox kind of cleaned up the the show today for, uh, <laughs> for, 40, for 40 minutes of garbage. I hated Gearbox presentation. They kept splicing Homewood th uh, Homeworld 3 into oh, God, like Homeworld. 30 second increments into everything. And if you're a Homeworld fan, I played the original Homeworld and Homeworld 2. I thought they were enjoyable. They're not a series that I'm like, man, they got to remake. <laughs> they got to... <laughs> <laughs> they gotta remake that or make a new one or make a sequel uh, I'm glad they are sure but whatever and they only gave it like literally 10 and 15 seconds of love about 5 or 6 times they showed off Tiny Tina's Wonderland again they showed off uh, Tribes of Midgard again another one that we had seen the previous day they brought Godfall to the show which okay yeah I was all for seeing but uh, all it was advertising was that the PS4 version is coming out August 10th. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back. The beta for matchmaking, the first expansion, Fire and Darkness, uh, and the Lightbringer free patch, those are all coming August 10th, uh, adding different content to the game. So if you like the game, more stuff. I already I get that stuff as part of the edition I bought, so... I will be checking that out. We'll pro I'll probably stream it on Ready Check Radio. I know that's not generally a game that a lot of people like, but I found it like brain dead enjoyable. Like just unplug your brain and go smack some things around on a colorful screen type enjoyable. Uh, and it is a grabber stabber and I like that series. But they did say when this came out, Jason, you know, thank God for the PS5 because we wouldn't be able to do this type of game in the visuals <laughs> and stuff that we would want to do. <laughs> without the technology behind the PS5. And now we're getting the PS4 version. Now granted, if you wanna backwards port something, fine. But I will tell you this, if that son of a bitch comes out on the PS4 and I can't tell without a microscope <laughs> and an 8K <laughs> monitor the difference between the two, I'm gonna feel a little lied to, Jason. Little lied to. Little Randy lied Pitchford to. Randy Pitchford lying to you? No. Right. The other part of this presentation all, all throughout the whole thing, too, was Randy Pitchford plugging the shit out of the Borderlands movie, oh, which God. I just could not care less about. I just, uh, it would be impossible for me to, I, I'll go see Into the Heights first. Uh, wow. Yeah, and I'm, I, well, hey, I'm a musical theater guy, and, but Into the Heights is not one of my favorite musicals by any stretch of the imagination. I'll go see that first. I just don't, I don't care about well, the Borderlands movie. I'm curious about the movie. Are you really? Yeah. I'm curious about all, you know all the video games. You have to subscribe, though. To, <laughs> to <laughs> oh, sure you do. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm stunned. You you actually want to go see it? What, what uh, What's I'll, drawing you to it? It can't be Jack Black as Claptrap. No, no. It, it's just the fact that I, I go and check out most of the video game-related movies and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's another one that I want to check out, see what they messed up, see what they did correctly. <laughs> I think Kevin Hart as Roland they, is smart. You know, did a good job with the script, that type of thing. Was it an enjoyable movie? I mean, like, like we've said before, I watched Emila Jovovich Resident Evil movies because, well, they are trash, but I do enjoy watching them sometimes. They are trash. Background. But I love them too. <laughs> so, I love them too. <laughs> Right, so I mean, there's there's reasons to watch different video game movies, even if they are bad. I mean, the the other day I went back and watched the old, really old Double Dragon movie, and oh my god, figured I out there was so that. many yeah, there was so many actors in there that got like great roles afterwards, but it was such a terrible movie. I forgot all <laughs> about that one. Damn. Yeah, it, it, it's it's terrible. It is really bad, <laughs> but the actors and actresses in it were good people and they went on to do some really great roles it's just wow. those were one of them <laughs> uh jason for me gearbox was the weakest showing by far i think there was literally the stuff that they showed off had already been shown off 
a full day before and had been leaked days before that. Um, and the stuff they showed there was, it was nice to have like a minute or two with the devs and, but they didn't give out any information or anything. Um, yeah. I honestly thought it was the weakest of them. And when you include a less than, you know, a less than popular game that you released on the PS5 as part of your E3 presentation to announce that you're making it backwards compatible. Oh, and PS, we're, we're launching an expansion in a month, uh, two months. Uh, I think you just kind of really maybe didn't have enough to really get 45 minutes of day one airtime yeah. on E3. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, there wasn't anything. I, I watched, I had it on on my monitor. I was like doing something else in the meantime. I was occasionally looking over like, oh, ready pitch for it again. Okay, whatever. They plugged the shit out of that movie, though. Plugged the shit out of that movie. <laughs> One last little thing that came this week, uh, by the way, and I just thought was kind of interesting, is that Microsoft is actually putting a lot of money behind not just you know the Game Pass and everything, but they're kind of pushing for the cloud gaming too. But they're kind of going a little bit of a different path than like the Stadia or the Luna or or anything like that. They're going right after smart TVs. And having them get baked right into there, into the smart TVs, or making their own sticks there, where they can, you know, like an Amazon Fire Stick and stuff like that, where you can have the Xbox Game Pass on smart televisions because they do have, you know, the cloud capabilities that let you play that. That is part of Game Pass now. I thought, you know what? Damn it, that's kind of ingenious, Jason. <laughs> that's kind yeah. of ingenious. Like, I see that, too, and, you know, I don't have an Xbox, so it's like, would I get just the stick to do that? Hmm. Hmm. Right? Or, like, the next it, TV it you really buy. Smart. Like, the yeah. next time oh, you're going to go... we have a smart TV, market. so, yeah. Right, I mean, but, like, can... okay, a few years, your TV breaks, you're going to go replace it, and you're like, nah, you know what? I do kind of... Let me get the one that has the Game Pass in it. Mm. Shit, man, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. Game Pass is slowly taking over the world, Yad. It's just, it is, it is, and, and part of me over. hates it, <laughs> because I, I'm not an Xbox guy, but it's genius. It really I, is. I mean, I mean, it really is genius for Microsoft to do that. You, you buy up the companies, so you got exclusive titles, and then you launch a, a system where you subscribe and you get all the exclusive stuff, so everybody subscribes to you and you get that monthly income. Yeah, and now it could be it's baked genius. right into your TV. Like, obviously, it has the same kind of problems with cloud gaming and stuff like that. Uh, right. that, that we have right now, right, with infrastructure being a problem and some certain games not performing well in those conditions because of input lag or response time. Like, uh, setting all that stuff aside, obviously there are concerns and issues with it, uh, tech and performance-wise. But yeah, Justin, let me get that 62-inch TV with Xbox Cloud, please. Right. <laughs> let me take that right off the shelf. Uh, and somehow through this entire week, uh, yeah, Ratchet and Clank coming out yesterday just seems like really small news. But it did. Let's slide over did, uh, and do Games of the Week. <laughs> Long sound effect. <laughs> this is the segment of the show where all three of us give you our game recommendation of the week. Could be a game we've played this week. Could be one we played a long time ago, but we think you should play. Could be just something we're kind of keeping an eye on, whatever it is. And we give you our recommendations, and you tell us in the comments below on uh, readycheckradio.com or on YouTube who gave the best recommendation. I won last week for the first time ever. Yay. <laughs> With my Knockout City recommendation. Jason, you can go first this week. So I kind of messed up a little earlier when I was talking about games. I said that the the uh, post-apocalyptic turn-based one that they showed off... Uh, that's actually called Encased. Ah. While that does look kind of cool, but while that does look kind of cool, the one I did mention was called Core Keeper, and that's the one that's actually going to be my game of the week. That's got a uh, kind of a Minecraft Stardew kind of feel to it, like you're building your stuff underground, but it's got more of like a Stardew UI, but there's monsters down there, and you can play co-op with multiple people, build out a whole little area to live in and farm or whatever, and that looks kind of neat, actually. All so right. that's something I'm kind of looking forward to maybe looking into when it comes out. Yod? Um, well, we were talking about, like, you know, trying to figure out if we've 
chosen games before. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember if I chose it before, but the other night I was watching GoldenEye, and I gotta say, uh, it, it reminded me of how great of a game the old N64 GoldenEye was, the oh, original one. man, you're gonna beat so, us with nostalgia, I'm is what you're gonna do. nostalgia this week. <laughs> GoldenEye. You're gonna kill us with the nostalgia. Uh, I gotta go with Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart for the PlayStation 5. Uh, it's a day one purchase for me because my daughter and I, it's uh, one of our favorite series from when she was like very, very tiny. Her and daddy would play that. Uh, and we've played every single one together since they've come out. So it's got a special place in my heart. But I will say it is an incredible game. Like it is absolutely gorgeous on the PlayStation 5. The jumping through rift mechanics, like you think, oh, that's cool. That's like a visual effect. That's neat. Like you do not get bored seeing it. Uh, it's so visually impressive, presentationally impressive, lots of fun weapons and gameplay. And I literally care about every side character so far uh, in our adventure. Like they're all fully fleshed out. They're very funny. They all have their own personalities. They're not just funny quips that are read well. Uh, they just they feel really really fleshed out nicely so ratchet and clank rift apart for the playstation 5 let us know who gave the best recommendation in the comments below on ready check radio or on youtube uh we will not have torchwick streaming after the show today we got to go out for his older brother's dinner uh, my oldest boy turns 20 today so happy birthday to mm -hmm. michael i love you very much and then we're uh we're gonna hang out so we will have tarkov on later tonight of course so stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter so that you get tweets every time we go live. We'll be back next week with Gaming Gumbo on next Saturday to wrap up the rest of E3. Yad, until then, where can everybody find you and your ears? Uh, Yad Artworks on Twitter. Yad Artworks on Facebook. Uh, I think we're still going after Diablo on Thursdays with Faye and Tarkov, speaking of Tarkov. And, of course, right here on Gaming Gumbo. Jason. On Twitter, Winter Informal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go back to my cave. <laughs> 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 my name's Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and we'll tweet at you every time we go live. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers.